Picture this, you're sitting down to watch a live poetry performance. The first poet takes the stage, and as they begin to read, they're accompanied by a live jazz band. If this sounds intriguing, well, you're in luck. International Jazz Poetry Month returns to Pittsburgh on May 2nd. The festival features more than 50 artists, including local jazz icons and poets from Algeria, Cuba, Sudan, and Ukraine. Tickets to watch online or in person at City of Asylum's home on the north side are free. Get yours at cityofasylum.org before they're gone. Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, we are a week out from Memorial Day, which means school is almost out for the summer, which means parents and aunties and uncles and fun neighbors and grandparents everywhere have three months worth of free time to fill for the endlessly adventurous but often very bored children in their lives. Lucky for us, CityCast contributor Meg St. Esprit has four perfect babies of her own and knows exactly how to entertain on a budget all season long. It's Monday, May 22nd. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. Meg, welcome back to CityCast Pittsburgh. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be back. So look, the other day, my 12-year-old cousin came to visit me from Tennessee, and I was so excited to see him, but also friggin' nervous because I realized I have no idea how to impress someone that age anymore. Yeah, I have an almost 12-year-old, and first of all, they're somewhat unimpressible, but (laughs) Pittsburgh is... It's the best place for big kids, for little kids. I truly, truly think this, and it's not just because... I do a lot of stuff for Kidsburg. I just have always thought that. Growing up here, you know, we have Mr. Rogers' neighborhood is our neighborhood. Uh, but, I know. But really in the summer, it really comes alive with the rivers and the festivals. And we have so much going on here that I literally, when the weather breaks, start to get excited thinking about, you know, the splash pads, the pools, the arts festival, so many things going on. Yeah, and we're going to dig into all of those. Um, I guess just kind of to start out, like, how do you think about how to plan like a summer itinerary and like what's going on? What kinds of categories do you usually think of these things in? Yeah. So the way I think about it is, you know, there's the things that are kind of always available. Any Mm -hmm. free day you have, there's things that are kind of just, you know, like playgrounds, parks, pools that are an everyday thing that can fit wherever into your summer schedule when you have a free day. Yeah. Then there's the things that are more scheduled. So I kind of think of those in two categories. There's the things you do together and there's the things you drop your kids off at. Both <laughs> both are needed for sanity. Um, it's a long summer, especially for working parents. There's not a ton of affordable options for childcare. So families are often looking for things to do um, yeah. either to tire their kids out, spend time with their kids or somewhere to leave them. Well, and you do weekly and monthly event roundups for Kidsburg, um, a wonderful outlet in our city. Um, and of course, you're a mom yourself. So I, I feel like finding things to do is part of your personality now. 
Yeah, I kind of joke that like being in charge of the city social calendar was like my ultimate goal. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. what you're doing now for yeah. parents everywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, I I joke, but uh, Kidsburg is great, and they have really let me kind of run with you know finding fun things to do, and so many of the city organizations know to send them what's going on. Uh, because they know that they can really blast it out there to people. Very cool. Well, let's start with that first category then. What are some stuff that is always available for folks? Yeah, so this is my favorite category because I am more of a fly-by-the-seat-of-my-pants kind of person, not a, not, a, <laughs> no. not a planner, so always available. You know, when my kids were little, definitely the spray parks were our number one. Right now my kids are um, almost 12, my twins are almost 10, and my youngest is almost 5. So we have kind of a big age range. Yeah. So, you know, my bigger kids will do a spray park, absolutely, but they're definitely more into the pool. But for parents that have multiple kids that are not independent swimmers, I think the spray parks are the best option. They open May 27th, so that's Memorial Day weekend, and they're open from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. One thing I'll say is I went to Troy Hill one time, which is our favorite one. It's the closest one mm-hmm. to our house thought it was closed because the water is motion activated. So if you get there and it's not on, there's a little pole that you like put your hand on and it turns on. It's just a way to save water. Oh, fancy. Yeah. So we actually like we're leaving and then a mom told me how to do it. So (laughs) but there are eight spray parks. The city parks website is really great. They do update, you know, sometimes one's closed for maintenance or things like that. So I, to avoid disappointment, really recommend checking before you go. Yeah. There's also a couple that are not in the city that are really good. Moon Township just renovated their playground. And it has... I've heard good things about that one. Yeah, it has a really cute little splash pad. I think it's a good playground for big kids and little kids. There's a lot going on there. Um, And then another one that we really like is Leetsdale, which is right along Ohio River Boulevard. That's a nice one, too. Sweet. Yeah. And then playgrounds, obviously, is, you know, we might just think, (laughs) oh, yeah, there's playgrounds everywhere. But the thing is, if you make an adventure out of like a specific playground, it can be a really great day. Um, You know, we obviously have a playground we can walk to from our house, but we might choose to, you know, pack a lunch and go to Blueside Park, which is our favorite in the city. Um, It's famous. It's been on Daniel Tiger. It's been in Mac Miller songs. It is just. Yeah. um, It's just a fun vibe. Like everyone meets up there. We run into everybody we know there. We have a couple yeah. other favorites, too. So we live in Bellevue, so Bain Park is obviously one of our favorites. But objectively, I would say it's a great park. I love that park so much. The farmer's market there is great. The little library up on the hill, it's so mm-hmm. picturesque. It's its just a beautiful spot. Yeah, it's a really good, especially for families with a big age range, or like you said, when your nephew visited. And the farmer's market is Wednesdays starting in June. They have a you could table where you can check out toys, So you just leave like a library card or a license and you can check out hippity hop, sidewalk chalk, bubbles, etc. Oh, just to play with right there in the park. Yeah, yeah. So it's just kind of got like a festival vibe every week. It's really nice. Um, And then the new one, newer one that I really want to highlight is the Liberty Green Park, which sits like right between Larimer and East Liberty. It was Mm -hmm. an urban redevelopment authority project. It's also right next to Target. So it's like, get your Starbucks, get your Target, go to the playground. Um, Yeah, really get the energy out of the kids. Yeah. And then, of course, pools. So, I mean, we're a pool family. We always get a pass to Avalon Pool. We have a Sandcastle Pass for the first time this summer. But I think the really great thing about Pittsburgh pools is they are free for any kid under 15. And the city has 12 pools. I didn't know that. Yep. And there are uh, discounts for veterans, disabled individuals, families who receive cash assistance get half off a family pass. 
I mean, they are... The family passes themselves are also just super affordable. You can, I think, share up to six for a family. Yeah, it changes a little bit. Yeah, four or six. And then there's like a resident and non-resident price. But but overall, it's very affordable. And the day rate is like $3 for kids, $5 for adults. So total, just great options. Any big pools that you love outside the city? A couple that we will make a trip to would be the Dormont Pool, which is just... I don't even know how to describe it. It's just huge. And it's got a big fun slide and it's always packed and there's a lot of kids there, like packed in a good way. (laughs) And then uh, the Cranberry Township Water Park. Have you seen that yet? No, no, I haven't been by. Okay, so it's just like, you know, slides. There's a beach entry with one of those big tiki buckets that dumps. There's a sandbox where they have pipes with water. So if kids build like a castle, they can fill the moat. Um, oh. I mean, it's like ridiculously cool. It's worth a trip out. It's not <laughs> it's not super affordable. Um, but if you can go with a friend that lives in Cranberry, it helps. <laughs> oh, so that, pro tip. Yeah. And then uh, Settler's Cabin Wave Pool is fun for bigger kids for sure. Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art, eat gourmet snacks, people watch? Well, mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's uh, move on to your next category then. Um, places to maybe drop a kiddo off for a little while. Yeah. Um, some camps and classes. What do you recommend? You know, the camp shuffle is always a big thing for working parents because some parents need to fill a whole summer with camps. Um, that can be difficult and expensive. They usually run about 250 to 300 a week per kid, uh, which is prohibitive for a lot of families. But, yeah. but I think... If the neat thing is, if you need occasional camp care or you just want your kids to do something really fun for a week, they're a great option. And there are still spots left. We do have a camp guide up on Kidsburg that has a link to sign up for everything. And, you know, you can check what's available. But I did check last night. Pittsburgh Parks Conservancy has a wait list right now, but spots do often open up. The Children's Museum has spots in some grade levels. The aviary still has spots in some grade levels. Cool. Yeah. Venture Outdoors is adding more spots, um, which is great. So that's like total, you know, biking, kayaking, all that stuff. 
Yeah. And we have done the YMCA camp in the past. They're always great. Like, they know what they're doing. They're good at it. Yeah, I've heard of a lot of good adventure ones. Like, um, is it Pittsburgh Ballet Theater, um, the Zoo, Ascend, that climbing gym, and the Southside and Point Breeze? Um, They have a bunch of fun stuff, too. Yeah, I've heard Ascend's camp is really great. And the Zoo, obviously, is wonderful. PBT, too. We love them. So, yeah, just, you know, if you... You might not be able to get into what you want this summer. Check it out. But definitely it's good to have these things on the radar, you know, looking forward. Because I don't think I knew before I had big kids that all of these places had camps. What about libraries and museums? Like, I love them as a grown up, but I haven't investigated their kid things yet. Absolutely. Those are our favorites. I mean, I stand for libraries so hard. Um, Librarians are like celebrities to me. But they truly... They truly like there is so much going on. I don't think, you know, I think we just think about checking out a book, but we've been to like learning how to excavate dinosaur bones and how to make slime and robots and coding. We went to the library on the north side and PBT came with the Harlem Ballet Theater and taught all the kids ballet and it was free. Like libraries are an underutilized gem in the city. I love that. Yeah. And of course, the museums. Yeah. I mean, they are top notch all of the time. Okay, so our final category, festivals and events. Um, I guess these are like the one off things that you have to kind of plan ahead for. Um, What are you loving this season? So the first thing we're super excited about, and I know you and I chatted about this a little bit before, is (laughs) Open Streets Pittsburgh is just so much fun. If you don't know, it's literally like we tell our kids don't play in the street. And then a couple of times a summer, we're like, actually, the city's going to close the street and you can do whatever the hell you want in the street. Yeah, go ham. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if it rolls, walks, hops, whatever, you can take it to the street. There's different routes through the summer. Um, it's totally free, totally accessible. Like, my kids have been on a little balance bike next to a guy who's ready for the Tour de France next to a clown on a unicycle. Like, it's very whatever you want to do. Um, Love it. Yeah. And the first one, which is Memorial Day weekend, is going to kick off with the Chalk Fest downtown, which is literally a sidewalk chalk festival. I had never heard of this until you were telling me about it. Are you a Three Rivers Arts Festival stand? Do you like that? Yeah, that's my favorite. We've been going since I was a kid. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's changed in good ways, but it hasn't changed much. Like now it's in conjunction with Pride, which is a good change because it's just a great festive atmosphere. I remember the first time we went after, you know, kind of the depths of COVID, it felt like the city was like, we're still here. We're still alive. I know. It was so beautiful. I cried. And it's a really customizable experience. I feel like you can really like choose your own adventure. Yeah, that's the thing about it. You know, when we had dual income, no kids, we went down and bought big fancy paintings and spent a bunch of money. You know, and now we can go down and just pack food or get a little bit of food, look at the art, listen to the music, you know, maybe buy something small, appreciate the artists, tag what we like on Instagram, give them a little clap, you know, even if we can't buy it. It's just a really good family event, I think. You are excellent at giving people flowers on Instagram. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, And then we've got uh, the August Wilson African-American Cultural Center um, has listed a bunch of things that I thought were really interesting for the summer. Um, Can you run us through those? Yeah, I always like to tell people, I think the August Wilson Center is kind of underutilized or maybe a lot of people don't know what's going on there. But it has so much for kids. I went on a field trip with my kids' school a couple months ago and was just blown away by their educational program. It's phenomenal. And they do these things called AW Community Days. And so they're totally free. They're a couple times a year. The next one is going to be July 15th, and it's STEAM-themed. 
So I know at the last one, they had some local sports stars. It was sports themed. You could take pictures. There was events. You can obviously look at the museum and see what's going on inside the August Wilson Center. But they're for everyone. I mean, we are a multiracial family through adoption. We have black kids and white kids. It is equally Mm -hmm. important for all of my kids to be there. And I just think it's a really great resource for Pittsburgh. Well, before we let you go, um, one thing left. Do you have any, I don't know, quick hot tips maybe for parents or caregivers or, like I said, just uh, a fun neighbor maybe that's trying to help out (laughs) someone next door um, for how to have a successful outing with a kid of any age in the city? Sure, definitely. I feel like I've kind of learned these in like trial by fire, right? Um, what hasn't yeah. wor- what hasn't worked <laughs> teaches me what does work. Yeah, the first thing I would say is always check for discounts. If your family receives any type of public assistance, Medicaid, EBT, anything, there are huge discounts at the Carnegie's, the Heinz History Center, Phipps, the Children's Museum. Um, we just learned that a Carnegie membership gets you a discount at the new Moonshot Museum on the north side. Yeah, on the north side, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, it's a small museum and it's kind of a choose your own adventure. So it's different every time you go and you can actually watch them like working on the landers and stuff, the lunar landers that they're building in Pittsburgh, which is so cool. Just phenomenal. The other thing is if you check out your local community centers, like I know the Ross Township Community Center has discounted Kennywood and Sandcastle tickets you can buy ahead of time. So does Cranberry Township. Those are the two I personally know about, but many friends have said their communities do too. So Mm -hmm. never assume the price is the price. Check around. Yeah. The other thing I would say is just do what you can and don't over plan. Like you might have this great day planned and your kids are not having it and just take what fun you can get. (laughs) Like one of my best memories is my twins are about eight months old. My oldest was like two and a half. We went down to the arts festival and literally by the time we got across the Fort Duquesne Bridge on the People's Bridge, got some fries, sat down to listen to some music. That was all we had in us. And it was like the best (laughs) night, you know, like my kids, they were like learning to dance that little toddler style. And we just watched the city and watched them. And that is all we did. We spent like 10 bucks total. And so you have to adjust your expectations, you know? Yeah, totally. Meg St. Esprit is a freelancer, a true expert on kid activities for the wonderful website Kidsburg and a contributor for CityCast Pittsburgh. Meg, thank you so much. Thank you. It was fun to be here. I'll see you guys around the city this summer. A little news before you go. One of Pittsburgh's favorite sons lost big in court last week. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled 7-2 against the Andy Warhol Foundation for copyright infringement. Back in 1984, Warhol used a photographer's image to create a silkscreen portrait of the musician Prince. There was a contract and everything. But after Warhol died, the foundation made more of them. They're iconic now, but the court found that they don't constitute a true transformation and that they violated the original photographer's copyright. If you want to hear the nuances to all this, we'll drop a link to our episode in October that detailed those oral arguments. But suffice it to say, photographers everywhere are pretty stoked. Justice Elena Kagan had Warhol's back in her dissent, writing, quote, if Warhol doesn't get credit for transformative copying, who will? And West Mifflin officials have set a hearing on whether to officially condemn Century 3 Mall. Kind of feels like it has been already. The borough's going to hear from building inspectors and the property owner. The mall's been mostly deserted for years, but was still used for film sets, plus that New Dimensions comic shop, which operated out of there, I guess, almost by themselves until they moved to the waterfront in 2019. 
Last month, a fire broke out in the mall. No cause was determined, but police have been investigating it as a possible arson. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you're liking the show, please tell someone, rate us, leave us a review, and make sure you're subscribed to that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to you soon. I don't know what's going on in our group chat because the Slack, I just saw infestation and that's, I don't,